Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number well, 300 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm 119, verses 57 through 96 today, and our focus is on does God use terrible things and terrible people to draw us closer to Him? Or, put another way, does God discipline Christians and cause bad things to happen to them? Well, that's a good question, and we're going to answer that question not from an opinion, but from God's Word. But I do want to tell you about our website, which is Bible2021.com, and invite you to check it out. And if I could uh, borrow a minute or two of your time, if you could go over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave a review for the Bible 2021 podcast, that would be fantastic. Sometimes it's hard to find, so just put in Bible 2021 Podcast with Chase Thompson, and that'll pull it right up, and you could give us a review. We would much appreciate it. So it's fascinating to see how many ways the psalmist in Psalm 119 refers to different parts of God's Word. For instance, just in verses 54 through 57, he says, Your statutes are the theme of my song during my earthly life. Lord, I remember your name in the night, and I obey your instruction. This is my practice. I obey your precepts. The Lord is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. Well, look, in just those four verses, the psalmist uses statutes, then instruction, then precepts, then words, all referring to various parts of the word of God. And there are other ways he refers to that here, too. Decrees, commands, judgments, promises, ordinances, and I may even be missing one or two. What are the differences between all of them? Well, look, I'm sure there are differences. For instance, God's promises are things like, I will never leave you or forsake you, which is Hebrews 13, 5. And God's commands are more like, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have which, oddly enough, is also Hebrews 13.5. But we don't need to spend a lot of time today parsing the difference between an ordinance or a command or a decree and a judgment. The whole point of Psalm 119 is teaching us that we should feast on God's word and follow it wholeheartedly. The judgments, the promises, the decrees, the commands, the instructions, all of it. Why? Well, we're going to be given in this one chapter dozens of reasons including verse 72, which says, Instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Or verse 93, which says, I will never forget your precepts, for you've given me life through them. Or verse 98, which says, Your command makes me wiser than my enemies. So we get life from the word. We get wisdom from the word. We get benefits better than gold and silver from the word and dozens more. All of these benefits, and again, many more, when we devote ourselves to feasting on God's Word and following it. To miss this is to miss the point of the longest chapter in the Bible. And the first two verses of our psalm really point us in that direction. Verse 1 says, How happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. Happy are those who keep His decrees and seek Him with all their heart. Well, what's a key to happiness and blessedness on the earth? Well, following God's decrees, his commands, his instructions, his precepts, his judgment. Well, today in perusing social media, which is not nearly as profitable a practice as going through the word of God, I noticed a friend of mine, a missionary and mother to many orphans in India, posted a 
wonderfully convicting quote from a guy called Brother Yoon, who is a Christian house church leader in China, who I guess he's actually in Germany now. He's in exile. But uh, when he was in China, he endured frequent persecution and arrest from the Chinese government as he sought to make disciples and evangelize. Brother Yoon's quote was, and I believe this is not an exact quote, but a paraphrase. He said, as you serve the Lord and he begins to use you, be careful not to turn your ministry into an idol. Keep your heart soft before the Lord and don't get so busy that you lose perspective. This happened to me on several occasions, but the Lord helped me repent by giving me time in prison. As a pastor, (laughs) ouch. We can indeed turn ministry into idolatry. But the part of the quote I want to focus on is that last part, how God might help us repent of something by giving us time in prison. Well, consider what that meant for Brother Yoon's life. He was imprisoned multiple times by a corrupt Chinese government for doing something Jesus commanded him to do, preaching the gospel. And Brother Yoon saw this as God's providence and the means for him to repent. Now, when you think about it, that's fascinating and not at all the kind of teaching that you're likely to encounter at your local prosperity-focused megachurch. But can you find that kind of teaching in the Bible? Could God cause and or allow bad things to happen to us to bring us closer to him and save us from ourselves and our sinfulness? Well, you better believe he does. And we're going to see it multiple times in today's portion of Psalm 119. In verse 50, for instance, the psalmist says, This is my comfort in my affliction. Your promise has given me life. Verse 67, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Verse 71, It was good for me to be afflicted so that I could learn your statutes. Then we get to verse 75. I know, Lord, that your judgments are just and that you have afflicted me fairly. Well, notice the progression there. The psalmist is going through a bad affliction. He talks about it all through Psalm 119, but he's receiving life and help through the word of God. Whatever affliction the psalmist suffered through caused him to keep God's word, according to verse 67. In verse 71, he goes so far to say that it was good for him to be afflicted so that he could better learn to keep God's statutes. How often do you and I say it was good for us to go through a hard affliction? But then we get to verse 75 and we get a bit of a shocker. Whatever hard affliction the psalmist is going through has come directly from God, not from Satan, not from wicked people or bad guys or whatever, but this guy, the psalmist, was receiving affliction, a hard affliction, directly from the hand of God. Further, this affliction was so hard it would have killed him if he had not taken delight in God's word. That's what verse 92 says. If your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. Wow. Is this possible, right? Could God himself send something bad and painful our way. Well, he certainly did in Psalm 119. That's what the psalm says. And that also happens other places in the Old Testament. But, you know, surely he would never do such a thing to us, would we? Would he do that? We're living in a New Testament era. God wouldn't send affliction on us, would he? And here we are reminded of the words of Paul the Apostle, 
one of the most obedient and fruitful and mature Christians who ever lived. And yes, God sent him affliction in the form of a messenger of Satan. Don't believe me? Well, we've read it before. It's right there in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Paul says, Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me, so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Well, what's our conclusion? Our God and Father, who works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28, will indeed not just allow, but he will send afflictions our way from time to time to draw us close to him, to discipline us, see Hebrews 12, and to work good in our lives. Just like a football coach who puts his team through hard practices, difficult drills, and tough workouts, but infinitely more wise and caring, God puts his sons and daughters through difficult trials and painful afflictions in order to do his great and good work in us. How do we respond to that? Well, let's go back to the guy who was afflicted by a messenger of Satan for some advice, and he says in 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18 Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So friends, don't give up and entrust yourself to the infinitely good and loving wisdom of our God and Father who disciplines us like sons and daughters and loves us more than we can know. Let's go ahead and read our portion of the psalm today. Psalm 119, verse 57. The Lord is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. I have sought your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I thought about my ways and turned my steps back to your decrees. I hurried, not hesitating, to keep your commands. Though the ropes of the wicked were wrapped around me, I did not forget your instruction. I rise at midnight to thank you for your righteous judgments. I am a friend to all who fear you, to those who keep your precepts. Lord, the earth is filled with your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. Lord, you have treated your servant well, just as you have promised. Teach me good judgment and discernment, for I rely on your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. You are good and you do what is good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have smeared me with lies, but I obey your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are hard and insensitive, but I delight in your instruction. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I could learn your statutes. Instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces." Your hands made me, informed me. Give me understanding so that I can learn your commands. Those who fear you will see me and rejoice, for I put my hope in your word. I know, Lord, that your judgments are just and that you have afflicted me fairly. May your faithful love comfort me as you promised your servant. May your compassion come to me so that I may live. 
for your instruction is my delight. Let the arrogant be put to shame for slandering me with lies. I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you, those who know your decrees, turn to me. May my heart be blameless regarding your statutes so that I will not be put to shame. I long for your salvation. I put my hope in your word. My eyes grow weary looking for what you have promised. I ask, when will you comfort me? Though I have become like a wineskin dried by smoke, I do not forget your statutes. How many days must your servant wait? When will you execute judgment on my persecutors? The arrogant have dug pits for me. They violate your instruction. All your commands are true. People persecute me with lies. Help me. They almost ended my life on earth, but I did not abandon your precepts. Give me life in accordance with your faithful love, and I will obey the decree you have spoken. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Your faithfulness is for all generations. You establish the earth, and it stands firm. Your judgments stand firm today, for all things are your servants. If your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for you have given me life through them. I am yours. Save me, for I have studied your precepts. The wicked hope to destroy me, but I contemplate your decrees. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your command is without limit. Amen. Well, let us close out today with our Bible memory passage for the month of October, which is 1 John 4, 7, and 8. And it says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.